1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Joining us now on the John Schuster Coldwell Bank, our hotline is Education Minnesota President Denise Specht. Good morning, Denise. Thank you so much for joining us. What are the ones that you think are most in trouble right now as far as negotiations as, uh, you know, could we be seeing some teachers on the picket lines in the new year?
1: Well, good morning, Vanita, and thank you for having me. You know, we are seeing um, some heated conversations around contracts all over the state. And just to give a little bit of context, you know, there are 330 school districts in the state of Minnesota. And every two years, the contracts for all the licensed staff, so that's teachers, school psychologists, counselors, etc., They expire every two years. So we're in one of those years where the contracts are all expired. Um, So we have uh, educators all over the state negotiating right now. And we are seeing some conversations heat up um, in the metro area, um, in greater Minnesota, um, places like Anoka-Hennepin, East Carver County, um, Rochester, Proctor, Plainview, Pine River, you know, it's everywhere. I think what's happening here is, you know, teachers and um, their colleagues know that they deserve better com- compensation and working conditions, and they're taking their time to make sure that they get that.
2: So the big sticking point in many of these is the compensation. Is it benefits, other things related to it? You talk about working conditions as well.
1: Right. Well, you know, when, when educators bargain their contracts, they're bargaining for, um, you know, the ability to sustain their families. To retire with dignity, but they're also bargaining to create working conditions and learning conditions that will raise student achievement, that will reduce uh, burnout, um, and that will attract new educators to the field. The contracts that are being bargained can do all of that, but they can only do all of that if we have everybody at the table um, ready to talk about those things.
2: We've had these huge surpluses. Of course, the news came out this week of another surplus, not quite as big as ones in the past. Do you feel, uh, you know, I think most would assume you would be asking for more of that for education, but is it actually paying off because it sounds like minnesota students still aren't achieving at the rate that they need to there was that data released in the fall 39% of students in minnesota met the basic science standards for their grade level that's only half of the, and over half of students did not meet reading standards 54.5% did not meet math standards is the money paying off in results Well, I think that's the
1: big question. You know, there were historic investments that went to school districts at the end of the last legislative session. But what we're finding is that there are uh, district administrators that are really having a hard time letting that money get to staff and students. You know, they're not going to do it unless they're told they have to do it. That's the argument we made at the legislature. If you want educators to get paid more, tie funding for that. If you want to see class sizes get lower so students can get more one-on-one attention, then make sure that the funding says it's dedicated for that. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. The idea that the money would trickle down to students and staff is just, we're not seeing it happen at, at, the, at the bargaining table. Well, no, management always tries to keep wages down. We're seeing that in Amazon, Starbucks, automakers, um, and sometimes old habits really die hard.
2: So how do you move forward now here? We're ending out 2023, going into 2024. You probably want to avoid seeing teachers on a picket line. Do you feel like we're headed toward that in, in many cases in some of these districts?
1: Well, we we are seeing, at least on our end, we are seeing um, uh, local unions prepare for that. Obviously, that's not the goal. Um, nobody wants to go on strike. But the 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 idea that um, we know that there is money there, we know that there is an educator shortage, and we know that, you know, making sure that um, we make investments in our staff so our students have educators that um, are there. We can't have any more vacancies. If um, there's a science vacancy, that means that kids aren't getting Um, you know, science taught by a licensed educator. So, um, we know that there's a lot at stake and we believe that, um, you know, answering the educator shortage through our contracts is going to improve, um, you know, learning conditions for our students. So, people are absolutely um, getting ready for that. I mean, educators are just like everybody else in the state of Minnesota. Um, You know, it's not just about, you know, getting paid more. Everybody wants that. But just like everyone else, we're seeing eggs go up, we're seeing gasoline go up, but we're also seeing, um, you know, the uh, rising costs in healthcare. And any increase that um, is proposed at the bargaining table, if it isn't enough to cover things like health insurance, um, then educators are just going backwards. So they're standing firm, they're standing strong because they can't afford to continue to go backwards every year.
2: Denise Speck, thank you so much for joining us. We'll check back with you in the new year to see how these negotiations are moving along. Thank you so much, Benita. Have a great weekend. Happy holidays. Denise Speck, Education, Minnesota.